Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, what's going on? This is Bakabytes. I'm Frankfurter. That's Magically Average. Today, we are going to be talking about the new episode of Attack on Titan and the Crunchyroll Awards. Magically Average, how are you doing? How was your weekend? How was the rest of your week last week? Busy, busy, more busy and then a letdown, and then busy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. That's fair. Yeah, we've both been very, very busy. You with work and life and such, and me trying to find a house and life and such and work. Yeah. So, yeah. But let's hop right into it. Um, Attack on Titan, Season 4, Part 3, Final Part 1, I believe is the full title of the entirety of that episode. Um, right. came Came out on Friday... Uh, was supposed to come out at what 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern something like that and they supposedly quote unquote was supposed to come out at that time it didn't come out at that time it came out about eight hours later because the show had to be subtitled it's just a simple matter of fact that you know they got their hands on the episode and they subtitled it as quick as they could so it came out late big whoop it's fine how was the actual episode you and i uh we watched it together we had an at-length discussion afterwards, but just general feeling thoughts. What did you think of the episode? I thought it was kind of a letdown. And by kind of, I mean a pretty big turd for the most part. I well, And yeah. I guess we should preface everything by saying that season neither... Four, y- season four, yeah, you and I have both been on the train of season four, like, timidly started out pretty okay. It started out pretty good. Like, the CG was fine with the big titans and everything, switching to MAPPA. And then it kind of just went downhill real quick, like in, into like hell in the handbasket. It, it yeah. just wasn't good. It wasn't necessarily the animation. It wasn't necessarily the music. 
it was more so the storytelling, the pacing, and just it all being bungled in the fact that it was way drawn out and the story just itself wasn't that interesting because of the way it was drawn out. And I think that, yeah, you're right. This episode was a disappointment um, all in all. And it wasn't, I said that season four animation necessarily, it wasn't a bad thing. This episode was really bad animation wise, in my opinion. It was it well it was so good at some points that it was really bad. Like the backgrounds were absolutely gorgeous and detailed and realistic almost to some point. But then you had these cartoon characters that were in front that had really thick borders on them that made it look like they were standing in front of a green screen. And that really kind of took me out of any I mean, you said like when we were talking about the specific scene of them standing in the ways or you know whatever the giant fucking tree place is called and you have this pretty night sky background with just sand and then you just have these cartoon characters that just look like they're standing in front of a green screen that just is so off-putting that it's just like why why was this a choice like why did they do this it was fine in the regular show like i didn't notice it in season four when they did this but why now does it look like this yeah so my my biggest thing well and the comment i was going to make earlier was that neither you nor nor i have read the manga mm. too so where we just knew through context and through other mutuals that the end of season four part two there was i think we said 10 or eight 11 chapters, chapters. Eight, chapters. Was it eight chapters eight chapters so it was eight chapters left of the source material mm-hmm. that was going to be combined. At that time, we didn't knew we didn't know it was going to be two parts, but it was going to be combined into some sort of final form, whether it be a movie or, God forbid, another full season or whatever it is. So we were already thrown off by the fact that, yeah, the pacing of season four in the latter half was really bad because it was painfully obvious that it wasn't going to finish. Yeah, I think both... When part two of season four released, mm-hmm. we got through the first four episodes and like, I think we watched the fourth one, looked at each other and went, this is not ending this season. Like we knew very early on that we weren't going to get the conclusion in, in part two. And the it was going to, it was going to be something later. Yeah. And the campfire scene, which I think was like episode nine, maybe eight that solidified solidified everything of this isn't ending this is not ending this season so that part was frustrating enough again we don't we haven't read the source material so maybe maybe it did go jr token style and they spent god knows how many pages and chapters talking about bullshit in the forest like we don't know but what's frustrating about it all is that you had up until that point a pretty good pace to where every episode was a very solid build to what was going to be the climactic point of season four alone. And then the entirety of the series, right? Whether those were one and the same, or, you know, it was like season four was reaching to its peak and then you had the, the big finale, whatever it was, it felt like we were getting there. And then part two rolls in and you're like, wow, this is, incredibly slow this is like a drastic difference in Mm -hmm. in storytelling in the pace 
just the move the flow episode to episode just felt really gritty and there sluggish. Were a lot of, there were a lot of scenes that literally had slow-mo in them. Like minutes yeah, of I mean, slow-mo in them. There were a lot of scenes and this goes into some of my comments about this latest episode too but there are a lot of scenes of just exposition that wasn't necessary yeah like like, like a whole... lot of conversations a lot of like there was the one whole part where they're at I, I, some fair or something and they're all eating pies like full full ass pies at a table like, like this is normal we just eat pies uh and i'm like uh, <laughs> okay and then yeah we had the camping one we've got the involvement of the other faction that helped the Eldians on Paradis or something. No, no, not, not Jaegerus, not Jaegerus. It's the, um, oh, I can't remember. They're related to Mikasa in some fashion. They were trying to have her come back to their homeland and try to convince her that she was a part of their... Is it the blonde girl? No, not... The one with all the lines that got her face <laughs> meme to no, oblivion not the Ar- back? not the Armin meme, no. No, she's the one that was on the boat with them in this last episode. I can't remember their... their the, the you mean the girl country. titan? What's her name? Uh, Annie? No. God, you're saying every single person that's not them. No, the I, I'm just gonna come out and say it. The one woman that looks the most Asian out oh, of any of the characters. The one that that has the the airship. Yes, correct. The that airship. Who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried okay, to, I leave, I tried to give like all the context. Like, was trying to get me. There's so, so many fucking the factions. No, I know, I know, I know. That's another problem that we had too. But that's that's besides the point at this point. Um, like there was just stuff with her where she popped back in she's like i'm here again it's like cool i all right sweet so that's season four part two then we get into the first of the season four part three part one which going forward we will have spoilers so if you've not watched it turn it off here and see you in a bit it's an hour and a half long or no an hour long just an hour hour long just an hour just an hour um this it just felt like a continuation of that same style and and i made a tiktok about it earlier and obviously all the aot mouth breathers came out of the woodworks and was like what did l take oh, wrong wrong stupid it's wrong. goaded and throated which, which again like i i i made it up front and said this is my opinion these are my thoughts this is my review because i'll talk about this in a second though but i i basically made mention of the fact that it, it just felt very sluggish and there was a, a lot, lot of happened. exposition still. Yeah, and not a lot happened. Like, so we start off with a flashback from Aaron's perspective going through a town, the, the, the main town of the uh, Marlians, I think, that's mm-hmm. on the seaside. And he's yeah. like... he's like the beginning of season four. Right. So it's still him, pre-giant centipede skeleton, um, talking to some random kid helping him out and then like he saves the kid and the kid's like thank you and then aaron just starts crying all the while he's having aaron's having an inner monologue about how he's gonna have to kill people but he doesn't really have to but it's gonna happen and it's already happened like you can't stop it it's so you have to already like very very start of the episode you're starting to connect the dots be like okay so this is aaron post pathways knowing in the future he's going to commit the atrocities he's already put in motion yeah. But now we're hearing his inner monologue from the beginning of season four when they're just like bystanders in the town. Got it. All right. Sweet. And that was all just to set up the one scene where the kids get smushed by the Titan. 
Yep. Like that whole first seven minute opening sequence was just to like establish this weird backstory of of these two kids just getting crunched by one of the Titans. Which again, it's it's interesting, but in the long run, like if I'm looking at it as a from a director standpoint and being like, all right, how do I truncate this into a full movie? I'm taking that shit out. Yeah, I agree. They, they could have. I mean, in this, in my opinion, I'm almost gonna start it off in my opinion because otherwise people will spaz out. In my opinion, you could have just started this episode with that last scene from season four, part two. Where like the arm the the Marlian army is just looking out into the ocean, seeing the Titans walking through and like starting to freak out. You could have just started it there. You didn't have to create this weird thing of like, a, oh, there's a kid and oh, he got smirched. But now the rumbling's happening. Cool. And now you're just seeing scenes of the rumbling. Which again, all that was that was it was it was excellent. You know, if you 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 set up this whole thing about giant titans breaking out of the walls of the cities on uh, on parody storming through the ocean and swimming through it awkwardly yep uh, watch that scene over again that was still hilarious <laughs> um like giant torpedoes more hilarity uh, of giant oaf to- titans later in this episode <laughs> yeah but like all that you just you could have just started it there and just been like rumbling yeah. Like it, everyone knew it was going to happen. That's the thing. It's you didn't set up this mystery of like, oh, <laughs> will this kid survive? Yeah, or or not even that. Like, oh, will they actually reach the land? They're like, no, they're on the footsteps of the land. People are running. Like, there's nothing to stop them. So why why make this whole like weird backstory about this kid that just gets obliterated seven but, minutes in? But magically average. How are you going to sympathize with the with Aaron yeah, and all his decisions? It sets a tone for the move for the episode. Like, yeah. So does just guess, fucking but... taking a step and lighting a tree on fire. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's more that's more just like structure. But in terms of like the rest of the episode, though, yeah, like not much happened. We had, in my mind, two. Two major. No. Well, no, I'm gonna say one incredible scene, and which like, had plot holes abound. Yeah, but I I attribute that to anime superpowers at that point. Um. But and then you have the the ending, which again, it's one of those situations where it's like you're not setting up any mystery, right? It, it just I don't know. It was it was a very it was a letdown, especially from my perspective, given that I do want it to end well. Like I, I want it to wrap up perfectly. Like uh, there's been a lot of time, a lot of effort put into this, both on the creation side, on the you know just from the manga, on the animation side, adapting it, and then from you know truthfully speaking, the fan base. Like it's been a long grueling time sticking by this show year after year waiting patiently getting seasons realizing it's not done getting debated into thinking it's done and it's still not done thinking right we're gonna get a movie and it's not it's not it's so yeah like it, it's it just it needs to end but it, it at this point it, it has to be a perfect landing like any yeah. any slip up any fuck up then in my mind it's it's an utter failure so I guess to just kind of throw my two cents in there, and this is just... I, you and I have very f- similar feelings about this episode in which we thought yeah. it could have been done a hell of a lot better. Um, 
the whole beginning scene with them doing the exposition of the child and meeting the child and then the child just being smooshed you could have done without it's fine you could have just shown children being smooshed in general and we probably would have gotten the same you know uh feeling of what the episode was going to be about uh just a bunch of people just dying which it's what happened you got into the rumbling a little bit they were walking 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 and everything that was in their path died or burnt to a crisp except for one door one teeny tiny door managed to survive the rumbling that's about it and then you go to them having to finally getting to land to where the the airship is or where the literal boat plane thing is yeah and having to defuse the bombs on there like oh we could use these later and then it's like okay let's fill up the ship now that it's all you know loaded and then a i don't like I can deal with some anime bullshit, but a man holding on to the bottom of a fucking ship for over a day underwater. Go fuck yourself. That guy, he should not have been Lock. there to shoot the plane. Yeah, Locke should not have been there to shoot Lock. a flock. Sorry, not Locke. Eh, whatever. Flock, lock, fuck him. Yeah, it's Regardless, just, yeah. He, he should not have been alive to shoot the plane, let alone, you know, it's like a plot point of like oh no we don't have as much gas like uh, okay fine. <laughs> it's convenient for you you yeah. could have also just introduced the rumbling and been like well we don't have a lot of time to fill it up that's fine but um going into main big spoilers here uh be well actually before we get there the one exposition that i know you and i both really really did not like and i think that they could have done this better if they had actually done it during the camping scene in season four part two is uh annie the girl titan and armin having their conversation and pretty much like he 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 i like you he he i like you like put that into the camping scene in season four part two or you know something like somewhere around there before that big fat battle happens at the port I think that elevates the risks that in that battle of the port even bigger because you know that these two characters like each other now. And then it has the remaining of the show to develop that as well. So you could have developed it a little bit more, that relationship a little bit more on the boat. Would it still have been justifiable? No. I think introducing that type of relationship is a bit too late. But yeah. at the same time, it would have fit better if you had introduced that, you know, earlier. So to me, you and me, I know I don't want to put too many words in your mouth in your mouth, but in my opinion, that was whole like wholly unnecessary. Their conversation was just it, it didn't need to happen, really. Oh yeah. Well I, I made that comment when when we talked to that this establishing now at this late in the game, this relationship, quote unquote relationship between Armin and Annie, like I, I enjoyed it more when it was the subtleties of like the whole Armin visited her every day or whatever when she was a rock yep. and then, you know, helped her and he didn't even help her when she escaped. It was that one bitch that decided that she didn't want to go into the core and just stood back and was a part of like the, uh, the MP, MP or whatever, right? There's the, too she many was characters and that part came out a year ago. I don't fucking remember all locked up in here in the old noggins for some they have reason. faces they have names but do we remember them right now no we don't it's, sure. it is what it is um but but i mean like that whole piece again yeah it, not necessary you're there's also like there were 
multiple scenes, and I, and I know you complained about this more than I did even, but there were multiple scenes where our core group of, of friends, Mikasa, Levi, um, the rest of the fucking gang, Reiner, all them, uh, have like these, like, think, like, look back, like, inner, look inside myself, reflect on who I am and what I've done, and, and complain about how many friends. I hate the, that they use the word friends so much. How many friends I killed? So many uh, friends. I, oh, killed I killed all my so friends. Many, I killed all my friends to be here. I'm I killed like, all my we friends. killed so Every many one of my people friends. to be here. Oh, my friends. Oh, yeah. We killed I, them all. That, that that annoyed me. I know it pissed you off too, but it annoyed me to no end because it was a circle jerk. It, it was, was a, like it was a big cry fest of who who killed more friends. Who, I'm I'm the one that killed the most friends. No, I killed all of my friends more than you. I killed my friends harder than you ever killed your friend. Like. It, it was so annoying just hearing them go back and forth. Not to mention the fact that, again, they use the term friends really, really loosely. Like, I feel like it's a part, uh, like, Stockholm Syndrome of, like, you, you, you join a faction and you forget. Like, you're like, I, I, am, I have adopted this personality. Like, uh, yes, I, I have I am now one of you. Like, I was, I am all yours to begin with. Like, Reiner was not friends with any of these people. He was vehemently against them as a part of like the Marleyan crew, mm-hmm. like set to destroy them. And now he's like, I killed all my friends. And I'm like, you, what? You killed none of your friends. They were never your friends to begin with. And then Armin then, literally killed the two people on the port. And that's about and he's it. Like my, my closest friends. I'm like, you barely knew them. <laughs> Mikasa, like, Mikasa uh, is probably like the only one that actually oh, yeah, killed well, friends. But at the same time, she's just kind of like, a loner that doesn't really care about people other than Aaron. Yeah. So, so yeah, like but, that whole part was annoying. Then there was the whole, <laughs> then there was the the conversation of like, let's, let's, let's talk to Aaron. I'm sure he'll, he'll hear us out. Us tiny little ants compared to this giant skeletal Titan. He'll definitely be able to hear us out. We're sure of it. And then uh, obvious cliche moment gets zapped to the pathways and Aaron pops in like as if he was hearing the whole thing like you best fucking kill me I'm not stopping this shit and they're like well I guess we gotta kill him now it's like no shit you had to kill him at what point did you ever was there ever any indication that he was just gonna stop like at what point did it ever cross your mind where Aaron was like you know what I think he might actually just stop before he commits total genocide of the entire planet outside of parody like like i i have faith in him it, that part just threw me off too because at no point were they ever in in season four even like when he when he was going off doing his own thing being a badass and whatnot were they ever like let's convince aaron to stop it was always like <laughs> it's always like let's just fucking kill him all gas no breaks yeah but then mikasa was the only one that was like no don't lay a finger on him we're all fucking everyone up. everyone else is like we have to kill him and then this episode rolls around they're like let's just have a chat let's let's just intervention time we'll sit down we'll hey, talk about our feelings buddy, take yeah, a seat like, take a like, seat take right a here. seat pal like we we're we've come here to just we're here to help you yeah that that was entirely annoying too yeah um i know you touched upon it um and for me this really bugged me because i again i can take anime bullshit but like when you specifically have a scene of these the rumbling burning things in like front of them 
and then you have a full-on fight scene with Hanji. I always, Hanji, I always forget. I always call her Hadj. Hanji. <laughs> I don't know why I call her Hadj. Hanji, uh, like a full-on fight scene where she takes down 10 of them before she starts burning to a crisp. It's like, did she dip herself in Vaseline before fighting these things? What the fuck gives? Be consistent. This is not consistent at all. And if yeah, there's, yeah, like, yeah. somebody out there like, well, you see, she had plot armor because of this. It's like, then show me because she just was like, it's a me, Mario, let's go. And fucking hopped right into it. And yeah, just, yeah, like, that bugged me to no end. And I know that the people will be like, oh, it's a badass scene. It's like, there's only so much, that like, bullshit that I can allow to have a badass scene. Like, yeah, it was a badass scene. But the first thing I notice of this scene is that she's not even getting burned or anything or, you know, getting, it just was just like, why, why be consistent or at least show us why she's not going to be burned. So to me, that was really annoying and it is what it is. And then the ending just kind of was like, well, we're here now. Let's take on the big bad. And, And that goes to what I was hinting at before, which is. Um, mind you, between that point, the Hanji scene and uh, the ending part, part where they effectively land a plane on <laughs> uh, Aaron, well, almost yeah. do. They they skitter and then he flies off, and we don't even know where he lands. Actually, um, it sure the, shit the, better not be on top of that fucking mountain. He does not have the altitude to, to do it. He does <laughs> not have the altitude to do it. Um, Oh, God. The the annoying thing about that too is that you you still don't leave any sort of mystery to anything, because the poster shows them all dancing around them as the founding titan, and like that's literally how the episode ends, yep. is them like with their uh, OEM is it OEM gear OEM yeah, yeah. Uh, shooting around them and then fighting the uh, beast titan who's been like basically created on Aaron's back. So just DM, sorry. ODM, excuse me. ODM. So there's just, there's no mystery with, or like in the cliffhanger just feels kind of awkward. Cause it's like, didn't we already know kind of this was going to happen? It's just, it's the whole argument of like, well, we didn't know how we get here. We got here. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But it did not have to be this long and drawn out. Like we, we could have skipped many a parts and still had the same amount of excitement and thrills and necessary storyline and, and plot progression. than if we were to add in the stupid beginning scene with the kid and the boat ride conversation with Armin and Andy and the, the fucking cry fest of I killed my friends more than you did. Like, you still would have gotten the same amount in in just removing those parts. So uh, it goes back to my first big complaint, which is why was this not a movie? Yeah. Because now and now, because again, uh, for some reason, AOT fans have very very short memories. Uh, everyone's like, I have to wait six months for this shit. It's like, yes, they said that you months ago known this coming into they, this they they announced this is not a new thing they didn't just say like after the episode dropped like be prepared next one's six months it, it was something that was like widely known 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's almost as egregious as people going to see the Demon Slayer movie, quote unquote movie, this I... past weekend, not knowing that it was just the last two episodes of the Entertainment District and the first hour-long episode of the Swordsmith Village. I don't like, even want to talk about that because I've seen so many videos on social media like, people are dumb. this weekend and today. People are fucking dumb like, if they don't do their research. Why was it in a new movie? It's like, because I don't know why, but why didn't you read the synopsis and what's what it's about? Because you would have clearly seen, FYI, this is literally just the last two episodes of the entertainment and the first episode of the Swordsmith. So you're paying money to see something that everyone else is going to get to see that has a subscription in, a in April. So in a literal month, just yeah, that, that part blew my mind too. Like yeah. people just, and I don't even feel bad for them too. Cause they're like, I spent money on this. And I was like, well, read it first. Yep. Who goes to a movie and doesn't know what they're going to see. Like uh, to be fair, I did that, but that was because I knew that everything everywhere all at once was going to be a batshit crazy movie. Like I knew, I knew next to nothing. Other than, there's, like, I watched part of a preview. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm going into this blind. There's exceptions to the rules at every point. <clears throat> yeah, I get yeah. It. But, like, for Demon Slayer specifically, like... Yeah, know what you're getting yourself Anything, into. Anything that's a... Like, even I, I... I, By the fourth one, you should, you should already just kind of assume, right? Like, if my Hero Academia were to be like, there's a fifth movie coming out, I would still read the synopsis to make sure that I don't have to know what happened in this past season, because I'm already... I'm way behind. Like, I would read up and be like, is this canonical? The last four haven't been, but who knows? They could throw me for a loop and make it canonical, right? Just I still th read it. The, anything that's a continuing series that's going out into a theater, you, you just, you're going to want to know what you're getting yourself into to some degree. You don't want yeah. spoilers, but you at least want to know, okay, is this something brand new? Like Mugen Train. I looked up Mugen Train and was like, okay, this is the bridge from the end of the first season leading into... The Entertainment District. Yeah. Okay. So it's all new stuff that we haven't seen. Then this new one is, no, you're going to watch the last two episodes and then the first episode. It's like, okay, cool. I don't have to go see it. I'm going to wait because there's no point. Nothing new. Yeah. And so, for those of whole, you who are whole other problem. nitpicky commenters or whatever, uh, we know that there are three My Hero movies out right now. And if they make a fourth, not four and five. Oh, my bad. So I don't nitpick us. Yeah, but they're not. There's three. Oh, okay. I feel like so I've only I've only missed one like, then. Why? Yeah, I've only, why do I I've feel only like missed I've missed one two? movie. Probably because season five was that bad. <laughs> I saw the Anywho. first movie. I saw the first movie with Dave. I loved watching All Might and Dave just have a beautiful bromance. 
I missed the second movie, and then the third movie. I don't think there was four. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just Anyways, going crazy over here. That's um, fine. The last thing I'll say about Attack on Titan before we move into the Crunchyroll Awards, I had commented uh, earlier about the animation and how bad it was at certain points. Yeah. There were two very, very, like, you can get past people looking like they're in front of a CG screen sometimes. Like, it's it's fine to a degree. Yeah. There were two very, very bad, egregiously just terrible pieces of animation in this one hour long episode. And that was anytime there was water on screen. Oh my god. Th- like, it looked horrible. Like, it looked no terrible go go rewatch the boat scene when they're just talking like when armin and annie are talking that water looks awful there are th- literally three different greens or there are three two different green screens and characters on screen it looks terrible and then the fucking second one when they do the bombing run on the fucking rumbling they literally use clip art fire literal clip art fire yeah like it's, they, it's, they, it's just how it's on par with the Tokyo 24th award scene, which is, is still hands down my most favorite scene of all time. It um, is so bad though. How do you, how do you yeah, like look at that and you're like, put it out. It's fine. It's, it's good. It's pretty egregious. That's so bad. There were, I mean, there were scenes too. And again, we're nitpicking the, about animation. The animation yeah. overall was still good. It's fine. I would say that the but, fight scenes were really gorgeous, but like anytime they stood still, it was horrible. I would argue though that there's really only one fight scene and it lasted three minutes. That's fair. So there's that too. Um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of weirdness we had to keep rewinding and, and looking at and stuff because we were like, what is going on? Like the and, child and, pointing to the sky when there's nothing there? Oh, that was that was hilarious, though. She just Babe Ruth <laughs> to nothing. Hey, what's that over there? And then I, just I like the scene where five uh, seconds later, purple cloud on the mountain with the military. There's just like the worst running sequence you've seen. <laughs> there's also like random CG running sequence of them when they're at the plane hangar. There's like... My favorite scene, the scene that I laughed at the hardest was, and I'm sure it's in the manga too, which would make it like even better. But when the the Titans are reaching the city where they the the airplane is, and the one Titan goes, "Oh, whoops, I fell," and falls and like takes like three other Titans out with them, that was hilarious. I know that's like, there's some, it's obviously supposed to be very serious, and they're supposed to be kind of doopy and derpy because they're these giant hulking, brainless masses of meat. They just walk on things. I get it. But that part just made me laugh a lot, too. Yeah, there, there that just, was there, really funny. There's a lot of moments where you're just like, man, I, I I, can't take it as serious as it wants it to be because it just looks really bad. Yeah, it, it the animation at times were very, very good. And then at a lot of other times, very, very bad. Yeah. Like, Again, it is these, are just it our, is. these are just our opinions. Obviously, we know a lot of people still love the show to death. We are not here saying that it is it is objectively bad. Again, it's our opinions. But if you come at us and you say Attack on Titan is definitively the best show ever, we will rip you a new asshole and tell you why you're dumb. Just yeah. If, you're, if, you, if, you're coming... it, if you say it objectively, we will tear into you for being a fucking moron. Just if we FYI. see comments of, oh, this is an L take, or oh, your take is ass, or oh, the series is throated and grotted, rumbling and humbling, get fucked, like... 
no, dude, just take the cock out of your mouth or whatever is in, stuck down your throat or the broom out of your ass and fucking just grow a brain, please. Yeah. Just, like, have a discussion about it. Our opinions may not be the same as yours, but fucking hell, don't be a mindless sheep. So, yeah. on that note... Speaking of mindless sheep, yeah. Speaking Seriously. of mindless sheep, Jesus Christ, let's go on to the Crunchyroll Awards. So... Yep. Wow. Insignificant, he says. Sure. Yeah. We'll stick with English and Japanese. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It, it could mean that they're adapting more in, in more languages, which is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wasn't. That that was yeah. That yeah, and, and for those listening and watching us go through, just keep that in mind as we go through the other ones because you'll start to get a see a pattern of uh the award winners, we'll say. I'm sure I voted for Chica actually from Licorice Recoil. I thought her voice actress was the voice actress was really, really good. It fit the character aesthetic and everything. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, as most people would. So this is, uh, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I, I don't even really want to go through the rest of these except to just say who won and then talk about it holistically because there's there's a, a, a clear flaw in these anime awards and it stems from some of it from the community, but most of it just from whoever makes the final determination on who wins. I don't know if it's a 100% fan vote. I doubt it. If it is, then... then that needs to change. <laughs> I'll hear how it works. I'm going to go read their site. I would have given it to I would have given it to Jojo or Licorice. I thought there was there was more consistent action in those than Attack on Titan or Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer only had, had like the last four episodes were the fights. Yeah, but that that doesn't that doesn't who cares? That that's not an excuse. It's it's just yeah, I don't know. Just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. I would have given it to Ranking of Kings. Keep going. We predicted that, though. No shocker. Not a shocker.
Uh, there's nothing to add except to just say that I'm probably going to be boycotting the anime awards if they don't shape up next year. Like this is atrocious. I, I I'm sorry, but there, it, if I were to look at the anime awards, I'd be like, Oh, so 2022 had like seven good anime and that's it. And that's a complete fucking lie. <laughs> like you had incredible anime that deserve to be on some list somewhere, but all you get are the mainstream people gab about it nonstop anime, which is fine, but you have to be able to filter this out. Like it. Oh, you mean fall? Yeah. No, it, it would have been. It would have been. Yeah, the, the, all I think all, most of those would have been. Cause we're, so we're into fall 2021 anime. It goes from fall 2021 to summer 2022. That's, that's the current anime bucket we have for the 2023 awards. It was... Yeah, you are. It's okay. Um, it doesn't matter. But, but regardless, I, so I'm just going to go through a couple that uh, may have made one list, one, and that's it, and deserved more. Mushoko Tensei. Easily could have, I mean, that should have won Best Fantasy. It should have been up there for animation. It should have been up there for character design, at, well, at least. Like, those three categories, it rightly deserved. Talk Top Destiny should have been up there for score, and it should have been up there for animation. In my in my opinion, it again, these are my opinions, but regardless, though, objectively seeing these like six same anime in every fucking category is infuriating. And I'm not saying I'm not here to say I hate them. I enjoyed Entertainment District. I enjoyed Spy Family. I enjoyed Jujutsu Kaisen uh, Zero. I enjoyed Ranking of Kings. I enjoyed Kaguya. I haven't watched Cyberpunk. It's on my list. But like I enjoyed all of them. But do I think that they deserved the amount of awards they got fuck no the the fact that also too you give aot opening sequence best score and best song that's dumb that's like like what what filters do you have and what balances checks and balances do you have when you're going through this to be like yeah that seems right out of all of the you had literal music based anime that weren't even nominated for best score that is downright atrocious. Like, in, in just looking at the list, you've got Attack on Titan, why? Spy Family, why? The only ones that make sense to me are your boy Kong Ming, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, because the music is fits the whole environment and aesthetic of the anime. Yeah. And as you noted, Made in Abyss. Kevin Pinkin. It like from from the just these just the scenes that I've seen, the 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 score, the music adds another layer to the watchability of the anime. It adds a whole different feel. 
to how you watch the anime. And that's just me looking at clips. Like, if you had any sort of different score to it, it'd be a completely different watch entirely. But the, the, the music, the sound design, everything about that adds just that much more to the anime. That's what you're looking for in a best score. You're not looking for the most loud or the most intense or the most replayed songs. You're looking for what adds a whole other value to the anime itself. So why in the fuck did it go to Attack on Titan? Doesn't make sense. Like, just the whole thing is just infuriating. And I, I saw someone make an, a, a TikTok on this part too, and I also wholeheartedly agree. Can we, can we talk about how Spy Family won Best Comedy? Over Kaguya-sama? Over Uncle from Another World? Over Kodoro Leaves? Like, granted, yes. Was there humor in Spy Family? Sure. But it wasn't focused on the comedic aspect of it. Right? It is, as we've noted many, many times, it is the ideal anime for anyone interested or wanting to get into anime to watch because it has literally bits and pieces of everything you want in an anime. It's got some action. It's got some humor. It's got some world building. It's got great characters. It's got whatever. You name it, okay? It, yeah, like, it just... It, it doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying it has to go to, like, literally the... What was it? The Epon, the comedy club one that gotten that you were watching before. I can't remember the one. The Comedy Girls Club, like the one where it's literally just girls trying to become stand-up comedians, right? It's like a competition school. Like, it doesn't have to be given to that. I am not here saying that. But to give it to Spy Family, which only has, like, just, it's got sprinkles of comedy mixed into the overarching theme of the show, which is espionage and action, to have it beat things like Kaguya-sama, who are literally based in its comedy. Its whole focus is the comedic aspect of the anime. And it it just... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for words at this point. I don't know. I mean, uh, here's another question. Why wasn't Sabikui Bisco up there for anything? Right? Like, why wasn't, why wasn't, uh, I'm going through each, each, each season. Um, I don't think it deserved it, but like, I mean, Comey can't communicate. Granted, the second season wasn't as good as the first season, but Comey was barely even up there for, for, I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing, right? Like, you have, and these are like, top tier shows again 
you had nothing for Don Machi season four. You had barely anything for Overlord, barely anything for Call of the Night. Um, yeah, like a handful of things for JoJo. Like there was. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes back to my original point, and I was trying to figure out, I, I literally went to the How It Works page, and they said they've partnered with a company to help administer the voting process. Um, it includes two rounds of voting, and the grand winners are announced in person. Duh. Uh, but it says, like, people can vote. and But it doesn't tell you, like, how the breakdown is. If I were to redo this again, what I would do is I would say, hey, anime fans, here's how we're going to do next year's, all right? We're going to have you basically put together your list on the based on the categories and and voice acting will be a lot more challenging but based on these categories let's pick your favorite for each and it's it's not limited right that's the first round of voting so if you wanted to say fucking comey can't communicate was the best action Com action anime you could write that down will you likely get the votes for it no because the majority will probably take it but out of all those fan entries you filter out all right what are the top five or six for each category through the fans and then from those you leave it to like critics or people in the anime industry like like-minded individuals who understand the anime world what goes into it Oh, please tell me. Yes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up. Back up. 